This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. We're bringing you a session by Andrei Bonarenko on strategy in times of uncertainty. Here's Andre. Tim asked me to share uh, leadership or strategy in the season of uncertainty. Uh, I can't do teaching. I can't do. I think <laughs> it's it's a bad idea. I will share my experience how God is leading and teaching us when we are going through the uh, uncertainty. Uh, actually, uh, all my story for last 30 years, it's experience to live in a quite uncertain situation after communist, uh, communist fall down, fell down. Uh, we had no idea what will be, what our future will be like. Then mm, new, experience independent ukraine uh economic crises uh, still fighting with the past ideology then few years uh, good uh progress and war came and probably i will stop a little bit because what changed our life dramatically and uh, six years later now uh, we we understand a bit more how how it will look like all this war season but when it started you know we had a joke ukraine in in the most peaceful and safe place no uh, earth cracks uh, no floods uh, good food we surrounded with friends so no danger we felt very peaceful and confident. Uh, so when war started, for first, I can say three months at least, we lived, uh, we lived with, the, with the hope that everything will finish very soon. But everything started to change so quickly, dramatically, and in different direction that, that very fast we lost any sense of what's going on, any understanding. And uh, for next, and for many people, for next five, six years, it's absolutely foggy situation. So I am going to share how God was leading us and what helps us to find a vision, strategy, goals, um, the way how to lead ourselves, families, churches, and, 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 and so on. But first of all, uh, for, for, for us as a leaders, I'm going to, to make a very simple, but for me, powerful statement. The church we are leading or we are responsible for, it's not our church, it's his church. I know it's simple, it's simple, but when I had to re- refine this truth in my life, when everything gone for one year, um, you can imagine 
no churches, no church could meet together, no gatherings. Our church building was taken off from us and the soldiers were living there. All our stuff gone, 70% left, left our town, our region. Uh, no team, no office, no staff, um, no structure. We had a, a training center for leaders from Russia and Ukraine, it's gone. We had a church planting school, it stopped. All our conferences, youth conference, we, we had a great every year events with youth, everything stopped. And uh, my family went to visit uh, Natasha's uh, dad and they can't come back because of, of war. So I was sitting in my house on a bench near the strawberry, just drinking coffee and thinking, okay, everything I, I was building for last, okay, 18, 20 years, gone. And, and, and maybe forever. Who am I now? Without conferences, office, church gatherings, who am I? It's, it's a very deep question. Who is Jesus for me? And why it's happened with the church? If this is my church, a lot of questions. If, if this is his church, even more questions. Why he allowed all these kind of questions? I know even this uh, uh, this pan pan pandemic situation raises up a lot of questions. Maybe quite similar. God, why you are allowed this? Because we had great plans. We had uh, promises from you. We had vision. We have so many people to reach. A lot of questions. So. Um, in that time, I had to answer two questions. To whom church belongs? Who is controlling everything? And very deeply, I, I was going this process to understand and to say before God, for the rest of my life, Lord Jesus, I will remember, know and believe that the church is yours. It means, to protect church, it's your business. To provide and lead church, it's your business. Yes, you do, you, 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 you do it quite often through people, through me, through different people, but you are doing it, you are head. So I'm trusting you. And if you allowed our church to be spread it now to, to the different people, it's your decision, I'm fine, I'm fine. Because after years of serving church, building up, uh, paying, paying the cost, we, um, okay, I can identify myself to the church too much. It's nearly like ownership. And my, my hmm, how I feel, how much I'm confident really depends on how good church is doing right now. So it's so, I think it's, it's, it's dangerous. If this is his church, not mine, I'm trusting him, him. I'm doing my, my the best, but my foundation in him, not 
in a in a church condition right now or how how great we are how big we are how God expanding so when when I nearly lost everything I started to find joy in his presence and I said Jesus you only is enough for me if till the rest of my life I will have nothing more no preaching no gatherings no team no mission nothing it's enough Yes, I know God is involved because he's, he's, he has great plans. I am very busy now. We are doing a lot. God extended. But I've got a, I believe I've got a foundation, my identity in him. And I'm trusting that, that he is leading and he is providing uh, everything church needs. Second, uh, it's, it's quite closer to the strategy. Because it's his church, he's providing everything, included wisdom and strategy. To have a wisdom for difficult situation, to lead a church through the hardship or, or difficulties, uh, or to find a strategy for, for, for reaching goals, everything is for him. And um, in Matthew 5, I was learning, especially this year, it's, it was very helpful for me. I was involved in two churches in very difficult situations. Ah, for, for the leader, they said, the church will break down. And they asked me to help. So two churches, one in Europe, one in east of Ukraine. And it was very interesting because it's part of my ministry crisis management to help leadership teams or churches go through the crises, uh, often I'm having joy and peace before fixing something. It's still terrible situation, but I'm smiling full of joy because somehow I know God is going to help. But usually when I'm going driving or, or traveling, I was going with the understanding how to lead. But this year, quite often, I had peace and joy without understanding how we will find the exit from this situation. And once I was praying for one week, it was one of the most difficult situations in my, in my experience. And I was seeking God hours by hours, just, Lord, please give me wisdom, show me how you will lead us from this difficult situation. And I just felt God was saying from, from uh, Sermon on Mountain, do not think about the day after tomorrow or tomorrow. For every day you have enough challenges. I will provide. I know it was about uh, food and clothes, but I felt God is really um, encouraging me. Wisdom, this is needed stuff. And when I'm caring about you, about my church, I, I'm giving not only gifts, resources, finances, people, I'm giving a wisdom and strategy as well. So this is my provision. I'm going to give it. So trust me, one week before, it's quite long, long away. Be concentrated on what you're doing here with your family. And when you come, Maybe in last second, you'll get it. it. It was such a big challenge for me to be full of joy, confident, peaceful, 
with no idea. So all team came with me. They said, Andrea, do you know what we are going to do? I said, I have no idea, but I don't know. In the end, we'll celebrate victory. And we, when we had that quite challenging um, gathering, suddenly wisdom came. I was laughing. People was crying and I was smiling because I, inside of me, I was celebrating a victory and joy. And we had a great breakthrough. Now we are celebrating what God is doing. And it's still process, but we are celebrating. Sometimes God is given in, in, in last second, but the danger is if we are not trusting God with a strategy or wisdom, uh, because of pressure, we, we are making our own decisions and making our strategy, and this is big dangerous. Because in Isaiah, through, through the prophet, God said, my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts, ideas, higher than your thoughts, like heaven, higher than earth. And heaven and earth never come together. It's, this distance can't be cut it. Only revelation, when God come with revelation, with, with wisdom, with the help, only in that moment we can have his ideas, his strategy, his wisdom. So this is basic stuff, but it, it's a kind of foundation for me. I, I, I was learning to believe church belong to him. And everything, including wisdom and strategy, has to come from him. And he is going to provide it. Um, team, are you still okay to, to invite me with this, this basic stuff? Okay. <laughs> Actually, I believe all our life quite simple. <laughs> um, uh, next one, it's third point in my notes. When we are entering into crisis situation or uh, uncertain situation seasons, we need to ask right questions. Sometimes we are asking, I was asking, all our team was, our, our churches was asking the wrong question. Lord, when the war will finish, when all this nightmare will finish and never God told us the date or how many years, never. But then we started to ask different questions. God, what are you doing in, in these times? What is your goals? What you are going to do? Please explain us. And we find God is leading us. And this question, why question? Usually, God is answering. When? Not often. I can say even some respectful guys try to prophesy when everything will finish it's four years already when it had to happen it's still going on but the the questions we ask why and answer helps us to find a strategy so in 2014 when war started after three months foggy nothing can see, uncertain situation. Uh, we had a five days prayer and uh, fasting with one question, Lord, what it is, why, for what, and what should we do? Five days. Um, the situation was, it seems like 
everything will finish quite soon, three, four months. So with that expectation and hope, we started to pray and fast. Every morning, I couldn't start praying seriously without reading one scripture. It was in my spirit from Jeremiah. Care about new town or place where I have moved you. When this place will be fine, you'll be fine as well. I said, Lord, I don't like this scripture. Give me another one. But every day from, from day one to day fifth, I couldn't uh, pray before reading the scripture. And finally, in day, in day five, I said, Lord, okay, you, you won't tell me. And I just felt God is saying, most of people who left their houses won't come back. It's forever. They will be settled in new places. So tell them to be settled, to find a church or to plant new church to find a job or to start a business and encourage and help them. That scripture became part of our strategy. You can't imagine how much uh, uh, divisions started to happen between people in the churches. Those who left started to feel their wise. They, they left a uh, dangerous place, they find a job, new place, new ministry. Those who stayed, they felt they're heroes, they're faithful, and, and I really felt it was evil spirits started to split, to make division in, in people's heart. So I was using all our gatherings because outside of war territory, we started to, to run a conferences, gather people, and I started to say, guys, there are people with a call to stay and mission to care, to pray, to be salt and light in that place. And there are people God is calling them to leave that place, to be settled in a new place and to extend his kingdom. It was a strategic moment. I, I actually, I, I had quite a lot of opposition, especially in, in the center of Ukraine and the West of people who said every normal people have to leave that territory. But it, it helps us to develop a strategy. Now we are caring about our churches and leaders in East. But by God's grace, they're preaching gospel. They're even planting new little house churches. It's happened. They're feeding. They're providing food and clothes for thousands of people. God's work still there. And also we see as an incredible mission opportunity to care, encourage people who, who are now in different places, towns, cities, and countries. So I think, uh, I think it's very important. We believe in word and spirit. It's our values, like New Frontiers values. But it's not only doctrine we believe, it's style of life we call to have. We, we call to be uh, very, rooted in scripture, but led by Holy Spirit. And I, I think this, um, uh, this uncertain situation very provoking us to seek God more, to have prophetic, prophetic uh, guideship from, from Holy Spirit. And um, I believe that even in, in an 
Old Testament, all heroes were led by Holy Spirit. And we see Gideon, Joshua, Moses, all, or I can say, all heroes became heroes because they agree to be led by Holy Spirit. If we took away this element of uh, um, prophetic or Holy Spirit influence or, and, and leadership in their life, nothing will happen. Even more, I believe now, God wants to lead us prophetically, explaining, uh, pointing, leading, guiding us. Um, and uh, in, this, in this context, my prayer life changed dramatically. I'm not praying, I mean asking God a lot. But I'm spending hours in God's presence just listening. Yes, I'm talking. My favorite uh, prayer, it's in the forest. I'm walking. It's good for, for health. It's great. No, no one can uh, see a strange man who is talking with the air. Sometimes God is giving me opportunity of waking up early, one, one and a half, two hours, just in God's presence, just asking God, what in, is in your heart? Tell me, please. Uh, I'd love to know. And sometimes God is sharing what he's doing or what he's going to do. And, and this becoming foundation for my prayers. I'm praying for God's will be done. And it's very interesting how many things God is going to do. It's much more, it's richer life than I can imagine. You can imagine. I'm from a little town with no railway station. How big ambition I can have? We have nothing. So what I can, okay, I was dreaming of, about big church. Okay, training center. Even this stuff God told us to do. So I'm not clever enough to create great my future. But when I'm listening what God is going to do, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And sometimes God, God is saying, I would love to invite you into this. And my heart full of joy, I think, who am I to be part of God, what God is going to do? This is such a big privilege. I can't have such a great plans. I can't be just part of this. So my prayer life now, I can say 60, 70 percentage. I'm just listening. Just listening. Sometimes silence. More often silence. And, and when I'm coming back from my, my prayer, I think, okay, what's happened? I have no more information, but God's presence, it's not always about the information. God is doing something inside of us. His presence, so mighty, it's incredible. It's changing our hearts. It's changing attitude. 
I'm coming back from prayer to the same situation with absolutely different perspective. I see differently to conflict, to, to challenges, to future, to plans, absolutely different. I love God's presence. It's, it's, it's just changing me. And also I really treasure every moment when God is sharing his heart. It can be uh, about my ministry, my life, my family or family of churches or globally what God is going to do. Such a big privilege to, 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 to hear what God is going to do. Uh, uh, few more things. I think this pandemic situation very provocative for what we have, what we believe about proper leader. Proper leader has a long-term strategic plan. It can be, but it's only one style or one way how God can lead us in a certain situation. Abraham in Hebrew 11, he agreed to follow God with no idea where. And when people around him started to ask, what is your God name? No information. Where God is calling you to go? No information. He was so res respectful guy. He was so successful. One of the richest men in that area. And it seems like he just became quite stupid man. He's leaving everything, going nowhere with no plans. Even God he is following, he, he has no idea about his name. And he, he saw him or met him a few times. This is a great faith. And sometimes God is leading us by uh, giving us understanding only for next step. I had a season for about two years. I saw nothing. And I, um, it, was, it was a very, I felt a big pressure because before we had two, three years plans. My diary were, was full for next two years, all dates, busy men, and then nothing. I, I started to, to pray and fast, asking, Lord, give me long-term strategic plan. Uh, I, I was fasting weeks by weeks. And one, one time in a forest, I just felt God is asking me. It was very cool. No one was around me. Why are you asking for a strategic plan, long-term strategic plan? Do you really need it? Or you are asking because of pressure from your team or people? I said, Lord, I feel the pressure because there is a model. If you are a leader, you have to have a long-term strategic plan. Someone said to me, if you don't have plan for next 20 years, you are not leader at all. I said, I'm not leader at all. So please forgive me. I'm fine. So Abraham had no plans. And it's interesting in that more in that prayer, I felt Jesus saying, I'm away. Wait, it's not geography. It's a person. I'm away. You won't be lost till you're following me. When you see me, if follow me, you won't be lost at all. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. So follow me. If I made decision to lead you step by step, it's my decision. 
isn't isn't it enough for you i said yes it's enough so next meeting with my team i said guys no long strategy i'm afraid for next few years step by step they said it's fine jesus with us it's obvious and i think um this pandemic situation making us just just developing our understanding of leadership to support those who can't provide strategic plan god is leading and and sometimes he's just not explaining a lot and very uh for me um, uh, probably it will be last last point uh very important what i found uh for this uncertain situation autonomy of local church and self-confidence or uh how you call it in english it's not the same we believe that church led by local leaders but we know that the body of christ bigger and there are some gifts which helps globally or um, apostles and prophets can help church led by local leaders but to see and understand more sometimes uh, it, it can be for us enough to have official apostles like okay we have apostles we are accountable but it's not enough we need apostolic and prophetic influence in some situation we can't find a way understanding without voice from inside of a church in this critical situation we need some specific gifts one situation i have learned uh, i was i was seriously seeking god and spending just days and hours praying seeking and I just was a bit frustrated. I said, Lord, why am I can't hear you, hear your advice or wisdom for this situation? Maybe I'm not sensitive enough. I started to worry. And I just felt, felt Holy Spirit encouraging me. You can hear only what I'm saying to you. You can hear only what I'm saying to you. If I am not saying to you personally, it doesn't mean how much mature you are, how much sensitive you are. It doesn't matter. You can't hear if I'm not saying something to you. But in this moment, you need to cooperate with others. And through them, you'll get my wisdom and word. So I, I, I really feel uh, for local church, for local leaders, very important to cooperate with the broader body of Christ. Because some stuff we can't hear, even strategy, we can't hear personally. We need, we need to hear what God is saying to, to his church, body of Christ. So invite prophetic guys, invite apostolic guys. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I, I, I think in this situation, especially prophetic and apostolic guys can can help to develop a strategy by bringing wisdom and understanding what kind of season now and what what kind of accents we should to put in our ministry and uh, 
when when pandemics uh, started in March in Ukraine, we initiated it became our kind of habit. We initiated prayer and fasting, just seeking God with why question. Why? How long? We had no idea still. We felt it won't be quite long, but not for one year, definitely. And we felt God is giving us a wisdom what we should do from different people. So we, we took all these pieces of wisdom and prophetic words, and it helps us to make a strategy for our family of churches, for our apostolic team, what we are going to do what kind of accents we are going to put for our local churches and for us as, as for team. And also it helps us uh, to get a peace in our hearts. Because what I felt is danger, if we, can't, if we don't have an answer for why question, we'll just change a, a, um, we'll change a way what we are doing, but not what we are doing. We'll change methods from offline to online. And this is dangerous because for every season, I believe there is a God's goal. God is giving us season for, with a purpose. If, if we know the answer for why question, why heal out and what church should do in this season, what kind of uh, changes God is initiating, if we have the answer, it will help us to live next season with the right goals very effectively. I really believe that our effectiveness, the best description of our effectiveness is obedience. Obedience. We don't call to do a lot or to, busy, to, to have the busiest life. We, ha we have a call to be obedient to God. Obedience based on knowing God, uh, what God has called us to do. Um, I will conclude with what, because I really love to encourage you, friends. What I see in a, in a, in a future, in next years, especially for you, for Europe, I really believe with all my heart, God is going to pour, pour out his reign for, for Europe. Nations will meet God's presence and salvation again. Nation by nation will encounter God. And in many places we'll see something we'll call revival. When people just with thirsty and hungry hearts will come to Jesus and will need a lot of new churches. And I'm really, I really believe New Frontiers churches, especially in UK, have special role in what God is going to do in Europe. God was shaping you for years. God gave you incredible gifts, leaders, experience, wisdom. I can say Terry, David, it's just two, but it's numbers. It's hundreds. Local leaders, some with bigger ministry, doesn't matter, but God gave you maturity and wisdom and experience and everything 
it will be needed to bring to different nations in Europe and living with this. So I'm, I'm treasured this opportunity to say, guys, please pray for Europe and prepare your churches to bless Europe. You will come and you will see teams, send teams, teachers, prophetic guys, evangelists, pastors to, to train, to equip, to help. It's such a big privilege to be faithful in what God gave us as our responsibility, but also to be involved to what God is doing broader, globally. So I really believe, personally, I see a picture in different places in Europe. We have a, a kind of platforms where together we are training, encouraging, helping, celebrating with local new churches and present national churches, God's work in Europe. And I hope we'll do a lot of together. And actually team, we started to do it little by little, step by step. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you can find more from Broadcast at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. See you next time.